Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Castos Creator Spotlight Series. I'm your host, Sam Chlebowski, Head of Growth at Castos, and on the Creator Spotlight Series, every week we interview content creators just like you to talk about their journey, where they're going, and share tips, tricks, and advice for making your podcast or launching your podcast more successful. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Joseph Benneke of the Brews with the Homies podcast to talk about beer, taking the leap into podcasting, and how beer is building a community, not just in podcasting, but across the internet and really across the world. So Joseph, so excited to have you with us today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. This is a journey we started not too long ago, so it's an honor to be here, be able to be talking about these things. So I definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to have you on. I am a big craft beer fan myself. You know, I know from our conversations before, my knowledge level is definitely not at quite the height yours is, but I do enjoy craft beer. Growing up on the East Coast and spending time in uh, New England, there was a big craft beer scene there, uh, which I was you know, lucky enough to be introduced. My uh, family's connected with a couple of different brewers, but it's uh, it was really great to talk to you before the show and have uh, speak with somebody who has sort of a more technical understanding of craft beer because I kind of like know what I like, but I don't get too much into the science and like the flavor profiles. Uh, so I thought you had some really, really interesting takes we were talking before. But I would like to know just a little bit about like your journey into craft beer and why this has become such a passion for you. Yeah, definitely. So it really started with... Um my dad was into it, I'd say about six, seven years ago when I was first really getting out there and he would talk about it and he just enjoyed it just leisurely. And then about three, three and a half years ago, my friend, Heron Brews, that's been on the podcast a few times, he got me into it. He's like, Hey man, I got this stuff from modern times. I think we should try it. He's like, it's really interesting. Kind of been hearing about it and let's kind of start this journey. And I was like, Hmm. Yeah, I, I like Blue Moon. I like kind of the typical beers, but I wasn't really into it. But I was like, sure, let's kind of take this journey. And so it was a way we kind of developed our friendship even more. And we started learning about the different beers, tasting them. And at first, it's like, eh, you kind of have to really drink quite a few to get your palate used to the flavors, get the understanding of the beers. But like our conversation before, I love how people are excited about it, even if they don't know the whole science behind it, the flavor profiles. It's a great way to connect with people, have these memories, conversations. And that's what really started this journey even more for me. It allowed me to share experiences with our friends and be like, instead of just drinking liquor and shots and all this, we were like, hey, we got this beer from California, a pure project. We went down there. Try this. We think it has this, this, and this flavor. And that's kind of what sparked it because we loved seeing people's reactions. Then I got my best friend Dustin into it that I've been friends with since I was a kid. And he was like, what? Like, this is unique. This is different because he always loved Coors Light. Uh, he's from um, Denver. So he just big Broncos fan. He's like, Coors Light's mine. And then he started drinking crap. And he's like, oh, okay. And it took him a while. But now we all share this journey. And that's where Bruise with the Homies kind of developed. We all enjoyed this personal experience and then shared it with friends, family, and it allowed us 
to grow and learn together, share memories. And it just goes from being able to bring it to a party and people be like, what is this? Oh, that's a fruited style. That's a smoothie that tastes just like fruit. And they're just shocked and the look on their face and it just makes great conversation and great memories. So that's kind of what sparked the brews with the homies and creating that. And then from there, we've been doing this for a while. It kind of sparked, what else can we do? And Dustin's like, hey, I love podcasts. I've been a part of some. He loves emceeing. I've thrown events and past experience with like GameWorks, the esports industry. Dustin's done the same. Uh, Heron went to law school. So just all those passions kind of mix. And we're like, can we put something together and do it? And we found Castos. And I was like, I think this would be a simple site to use. It has great features, allows us to do exactly what we want. And so we said, let's just jump in. Because you, you can't just sit here. And that's the one thing that I would recommend to people starting out is just make a little plan and then jump in. And that's what we did. We sat down. These are our goals. This is what we want to do. This is where we want to grow to. And from there, it took us to here and we love it. And we keep growing every day and thinking of new ideas and beers to share with people. That is so cool. And I do take offense to one thing you said, though, that your uh, your buddy was only drinking Coors Light out here in Denver. Because I live out here in Denver. We call that the Champagne of the Rockies. So you, I think, are insinuating that that name and that namesake for our favorite beer out here may need an update. <laughs> yeah, I know. He always gives me a hard time. But he's like, I still drink it. He's like, it's still my favorite. I love it. And so, yeah, it's just that back and forth. We always give each other. But Hey, it's a great option. And he always jokes when he goes home there, his family's like, all right, breakfast beer. Here we go. This is what we drink all day. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I think that that's really cool, though, about craft beer. And I think that there's some, you know, natural comparisons that you could make with craft beer, you know, just hearing from you. In a way, it's kind of like food or wine. You know, sometimes, and I'm a big cook, and I would say that's one of my big passions outside of work. And one of the things I've learned about cooking really be dedicated, like as a home cook is sometimes the process of like getting the ingredients is almost as fun as like eating the finished process. Because, you know, when you're going around all these different grocery stores, you're hunting down the ingredients, you know, I'm going down to, you know, my little Asian grocery store or, you know, a local sort of uh, taqueria join, things like that to pick up these things um, is almost as fun as, you know, actually eating. And it sounds like there's some similarities with that to beer. It's like sometimes it's about the adventure, like, you know, going to that brewery, making it into a trip, you know, and making it about the journey as opposed to just, you know, sitting down and drinking a beer. It's like, you know, I, you know, you traveled, you know, hundreds of miles to go to this specific brewery or you connected with this person on the other side of the United States. So, I love that. It seems like there's a real community aspect that you've sort of decided that, you know, you could build and start it as a passion project by just, you know, jumping in, uh, but maybe, you know, expand this over time. So I really love that. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about like the community aspect of beer, because it's something I was really new to. I had no idea until uh, it was actually like two months ago. Um, and I had a buddy send me a, a couple of beers from uh, Monkfish, which uh, we had talked about before when we were chatting before I hit the record button. So could you tell me a little bit, a bit about that? Because I think it's something that people don't know about this community of like beer sellers out there that are just private people. 
Yeah, so it's a crazy thing to get into. Like when I first started experiencing it, and it's overwhelming. We didn't even realize how big and vast it is. There's Facebook groups, there's Instagram groups, there's people when you go to the breweries and meet them, like you can make good connections and you could get proxies. So breweries at first weren't very open and didn't like the idea of people buying their beer and then selling it without their permission and shipping it across the U.S. And everyone calls them empty collectibles. So we always joke about that on the podcast. And so... I think brewers now, especially in breweries, are getting more open to that because they realize their fan base is across the U.S. There's some breweries like Monkish in um, California. It's one of our favorites. We always talk about it. There's people on the East Coast that love it and get it shipped to them. So the community, you can meet them, like I said, on Facebook, Instagram, or in person at the breweries and make those connections. They'll take care of you. They'll be like, okay, which ones do you want to try? Or I recommend this. And they'll get it to you and they'll ship it. And we never realized that until probably a year into it. And that's where it took a while. But once we got those connections, it made it so much fun. It's like the journey, like you were talking about with food and cooking, getting the ingredients. You got to hunt down. You got to find the collectible ones, the really sought after stuff. And if you could find the right people to hook you up or take care of you or make friends with them, then that's the cool thing. Most of these people, you could do the transaction and be done. But a lot of them are like, hey... You know, what do you like? What beers? Uh, there's recommendations. There's groups where if you're like, hey, I'm traveling to Orlando. What are the best breweries? Where can I go? And people will be like, oh, try this, this, and this. We recommend you drive here. And that's what we really enjoy. So from the online aspect, it's really cool. But then when we go in person, Beer Zombies out here in Las Vegas, we love them. Chris started it out as um, just kind of his passion project. Started out as what he loved. And then built it to a bottle shop. And now he has three bottle shops or or two bottle shops and a place in downtown Summerlin where he's actually like a little tap room. And he's getting collabs across the U.S. with different breweries, bringing great beer out here. And people meet up there, have good conversations. We've hung out there and met some people. I wore a Bottle Logic shirt and the people behind me in line were like, oh, wait, we used to live in California. Isn't that from Anaheim? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, how did you get into beer? And then so we started talking. They're like, you have a podcast? We'll follow it and listen to it. And it was such just a cool moment to realize the community there. And that just really made it even more rewarding for us to be starting this podcast only a few months ago and to meet people out there. And we talked about it in the last episode where we got our beers with the homie sticker on the Dean Martin location bottle shop on the wall. So it's this wall of all different stickers of breweries, cans, and Beer Zombies has that. So everyone has a chance and we have our sticker up there. So it's just, it's all coming full circle and we love this journey and we definitely plan to grow it. And uh, correction for the listeners out there, if anybody's a real, uh, if anybody's a real beer fan, I said monkfish. It's actually monkish. My apologies. Redact that for the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, you know, so cool to hear about. And it's like, you know, you, you touch a little bit on, you know, how some of these breweries didn't like that sort of community aspect because, you know, they were shipping these beers like, you know, across the country and things like that. And it wasn't through a distributor. But I think that, that really speaks to the community aspect of beer in a, in a lot of great ways. And I think it's something really cool and organic. And I could see how, you know, over the course of the pandemic, 
when people, you know, weren't able to go to these breweries, I could see how they might have given that a second thought and said, eh, maybe we kind of turn the other way when people are coming in and buying these and, you know, shipping them across the country because it's good for business. And I think that that like collectible aspect is really, really cool. You know, in some ways, it's almost like anything else you would collect, whether it be like wine or, you know, sneakers, which does bring me to another point. So, you know, I know like, and I'm not a huge sneaker head anymore, um, but I used to be, you know, pretty into shoes, pretty into, you know, collecting new releases from like Nike and Adidas. And I see that recently there's been this whole movement for, uh, you know, wear your shoes, where people don't, you know, people put the shoes in a box somewhere and they never touch it. What is that like in the sort of craft beer community? Is there like a drink your beer sort of uh, phrase going around? Yeah. So Monkish definitely like pushes this too, because they put drink freshy on their can. That's like their slogan because they want people sitting on it because people will, and we've done it. We're guilty of it. It's our favorites. We'll leave them in the fridge for over a year. And some of them age so well and you're so surprised. And the other ones you're like, man, I should have drank it. So it's kind of that concept because Debro's really into the shoe game. He got me into it a little bit. So I enjoy it. I'm just not as actively into it, but he even has his pairs that are for show, but he has his ones where no, like these are my collectibles, but I'm still going to wear it and show people and have those conversations. So that's what we like to do with our beer. We like to have that like middle ground of these are ones that save for special occasions but for the most part, we like to share them and enjoy them. We'll wait for our group of friends, though. That way, we could all share it together and have that experience. So we save those for more special occasions. But yes, there is a movement to where people are always like, drink it fresh. Because the brewer, I think that's why they were kind of against the movement of shipping them and everything. Because they want it fresh. They want it exactly. It's like art to them. They're sharing their art and their vision to you. And that's why me, Heron, and Debro really enjoy it too. Cause it's, it's a mix of like art. Cause like we love sports, we love shoes. So it's just a mixture of all those cultures and they want to give you a finished product and be like, look at what we created. These are the flavors we want you to experience. And so when it's not fresh or taken care of properly, I think they kind of not get offended, but it just hurts them to see their love and passion not be treated correctly. So now you get people respecting it more. They'll ship with ice packs. They'll make sure it gets there super fast. So I think people, for the most part, are on the movement of drink it fresh, enjoy it, and have those conversations and be happy that you got to experience it. But there's definitely those collectors that hold them and sell them for pretty high value. It's amazing how much some of these bottles could go for. I was super impressed when... I basically got my first beer shipment from this friend because it was so not only was every single can individually like packed with the uh, like plastic, like popping, whatever you call it, but they packed it and they vacuum sealed each one on top of that. And I was like, whoa, this this is serious. Like these people really care about getting this beer to you like in the best shape possible. And I thought that was really, really cool. It's a really fun thing. And it seems like there's just this community that seems to kind of be exploding within the craft beer space. And so I know you're newer in the sort of podcasting journey. Uh, and I love that, you know, what you had said earlier where, hey, just take the first step. And I think that that's a really great takeaway for everyone, you know, out there in the audience who might be thinking about launching a podcast who's saying, you know, I have this thing 
that I'm really, really passionate about. And, you know, I, I just want to share this information. I want to build a community. I want to connect with others. And I think that's a tremendous reason for starting a podcast. You know, there's a, a ton of different w- uh, reasons why you might start a podcast. But at the end of the day, you know, the best podcasts are created by really passionate hopes and people who want to talk about these things and want to share these stories. So with that, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit more about kind of where you are in the journey and where you see this podcast going sort of in the longer term. Yeah, definitely. Because when we started to jump in, we were like, oh, should we get a camera? Should we make it a video podcast right away? Should we get everything set up 100%? And there was a lot of like small delays. But then we're like, no, we got to jump into it because we could definitely just start with audio, get everything figured out. We did two test episodes to start, see how people received it, how our friends, the audio, any issues. And then as we got rolling, we got some more equipment for the room. We got some different things like behind me right there. We have our shelving with different collectibles, things that we like. So when we do the video podcast, we have conversation pieces will be behind us and we could have people talk about it and we could have like a little round table here. So as we see this growing right now, I think we're still in the beginning phases, but we've seen quite a lot of growth. We've seen, I think it was like 15 different countries listen to our podcast, which amazed me. And it's just so cool to see hundreds of people listening to our podcast and tracking those demographics and seeing how we could grow this. It made our roadmap almost like we had to reevaluate because we're like, we're growing faster than we anticipated. And that's a great problem to have because now um, originally we wanted to wait a few months to get the video podcast rolling and get that aspect but now we're trying to push it up we're getting more comfortable we've done a test run and i think we'll be doing that here soon we have the equipment for it so i think that'd be a great addition because we talked about it's the one missing thing for us we love to talk with our hands be passionate and it's just fun to be there in the room and i think that's the one thing missing from our podcast is having that like community aspect of being in the room with us while we're talking and seeing the passion, seeing the beers we're drinking and being a part of that experience. So that's what we recommend to people in this journey, seeing what kind of experience you want to give to your listeners and how you want to build that community. Do you want them to learn the information? Do you want to keep it just strictly educational? And that's where we met in the middle. Dustin is very like, oh, let's talk about current events. Let's make it very interesting. Let's wrap everything around it. Heron is very educational. His law background makes him very, let's educate people. Let's talk about this, this, and this. And then I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, well, why not do it all? Let's keep the basis about beer, sharing the beers with your friends, educating tips and tricks, and then going into current events. We all love different things like sports, music events, festivals, And there's just so many potential things, current events going on that you could talk about. You don't want to limit yourself, but you still want to stick to what you're good at. So that's what's helped us grow. I think it'll help us continue growing in the long run. And that's where we see ourselves, continue to do giveaways to grow the base, see what platforms are doing the best, uh, engaging on social media. We like to use our Instagram, uh, especially, so that way people can watch our stories, comment, message us with any recommendations, keep that line of communication open. And that way you could grow your community and have those great conversations and learn from people too. The aspect of, you know, kind of your journey that I think is 
something else really good to dive into is, you know, sort of what you said is, you know, hey, you know, just get started. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of that, you know, in a lot of ways, perfection being the enemy of progress is, you know, a mantra that I live by. I think that if you just get started and, you know, hey, you get a basic mic set up, you know, you're recording in your closet or in a small office or in a bedroom, just get started and see how it goes because you're going to work a lot of these things out by just going through the process. And I think another aspect of what you had said where you have a couple of different co-hosts and everybody has, you know, kind of a different direction that they see the show going, but having that all come together cohesively, you know, you could talk about that for days and days, but just see how it comes together on an actual episode. And then I think a lot of that, those things with formats will work themselves out because something that many of the, you know, customers and potential customers of castles that I speak to, one of their big questions, if they're launching a show is like, what should the format be? And I think what you had said provides a lot of really great insight into that because it's just like, hey, figure out the format, hit the record button and just see how it goes. If you don't end up releasing that first episode, no problem. At least you learned something from that process. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, it's really cool to hear about where you're going. You had also told me about something before that you had done to kind of engage your community with uh, giveaways. Will you tell me a little bit about that? I thought that was a really cool way to have you gain a little bit of additional exposure for the podcast itself. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So another cool aspect of the beer community and having beer be kind of treated the right way is having the proper glassware. That's something a lot of people kind of skip out on or don't really educate themselves on. And we really got into that about a year and a half ago also. And if I could actually ask you a question. So how does the glassware impact a sampling of a beer? So it depends on the glass, but there's different styles. Like there's sour glasses, there's nucleated glasses. So it depends on the beer you're having. And a lot of people, like when they're doing beer tastings or like judging beer, they'll use one with a stem because that way they don't want the heat of their hand affecting the beer and warming it up too quickly. So that's like a very important thing a lot of people don't realize is in a pint glass, sometimes you wrap your whole hand around it and you're exposing the beer to heat and it could change the temperature taste and you don't want that. And even for people too, a lot more education is going on. And I saw, I think it was Humble C posted this just like a day or two ago is when you're outside having a beer, the sunlight oxidize and change the flavor in beer instantly. Once those sun rays hit it, it affects the flavor, the taste, everything. So they were selling little shades for your beer now, like a little metal shade that goes over. So that way you could protect it. And a lot of people had no idea. I loved reading the comments because people were like, oh, really? That's crazy. It could do it so fast. We had no idea. And even I was like, I try not to keep in the sun, but to be more aware of that. So it just goes back to like the proper glassware for the beer was a really important thing to us. So we thought, what would be a great idea for a giveaway? And we were thinking and we were like, glassware. Because the cool thing about glassware too, it's like the sneaker scene and like wearing clothes. Like right now I'm wearing a monkish shirt right here. That personalized experience is the glassware. You'll see people have 
like movie characters, shows from 80s, 90s, and there's always like pop culture references. So you could show your style while drinking your beer and having the proper glass. So we did a giveaway and we thought it'd be really cool to do a proper glassware. So we put one up and people had to listen to the podcast and then follow our socials and they would be entered into the giveaway. And people really enjoyed it because one, it's a collectible, two, it's proper glassware. And you get people to be like, okay, this is a giveaway. Why are they giving away the glass? Okay, well, they listen to the podcast and it just brings awareness to the community, a good part of like, hey, proper glassware, and it helps expose us. So it was like a win-win on all fronts for us. So just I would recommend for people find a giveaway that kind of fits in your space that you can make personal and it's relevant. Because for us, it hit all that and it made it just such a great giveaway. It's a really great thing to hear because another big question that I get from a lot of people here at Castos is like, hey, how do I market my podcast? And they, you know, they'll, they'll say like, you know, I don't really have like a newsletter. I don't really have some of these like more advanced marketing channels yet. And I think that that's a really great tip for somebody who's just getting started. Like, Find some giveaway and then promote it, you know, on social, tell them to listen to the episode, subscribe to your socials. And that can be something, you know, really, really effective for just generating some more awareness for the show. And that's a reason why, you know, I know for some giveaways on like Instagram and things, they'll say, hey, tag a couple of friends. And, you know, if you do that, great. You're getting this sort of organic reach and you know that people are sharing this with friends that are also interested in whether it be glassware, whether it be food, wine, sneakers, I think that, you know, you can use that for virtually any podcast as a way to grow your reach organically and in a way that, you know, doesn't require a tremendous amount of work on the end of the person actually creating that show. Yeah, definitely. And we have plans for the future once we get a designated website. And as we grow, we want to do like little newsletter type things, subscriptions where people could go to the website. If they want to keep updated, we could send them you know, like a weekly newsletter, like, hey, this is what's to expect on the podcast. Um, we're doing this giveaway for the month. Here's the charity. That's something we've been doing too for the past two months. We talk about it on our podcast, the charity of the month that we're donating to. And just that way for us, it's like a full circle of kind of knowing where to go as we progress and grow adjusting things because you're definitely going to run into okay well in our case we're growing a little fast so we're going to push up some of our own personal deadlines of getting things going faster and i think that's a great experience to where i always refer back we did two test episodes i think one was a little rough for us but the second one i thought was maybe one of our best episodes and it gave us we had friends listen to it and they're like yeah that that sounded great we liked it and we're like okay so we have kind of a style that we want to go with And that's why you have to jump into it. Like you don't have to put on there, this is our first official. And that's why we loved our idea of just test episode, but leave it up. Like we left it up so people could see our growth and journey. And it's not like we're hiding it. It's like, we want people to see kind of the progression and see the different things we talk about as we grow. Yeah. That sense of authenticity, I think is just so important when it comes to podcasting and, you know, Anytime that you're moving away from like a less authentic version of yourself, you know, people are going to pick up on that and, you know, it might turn some people away. Sometimes the best podcasts are just a conversation 
between, you know, two friends or two like-minded people uh, sharing the same interests. And it seems like you've done a, a really great job sort of capitalizing on that. One of the questions that I ha had had previously was about, like, how do you determine a topic and make it stick and know it's going to be engaging with a certain community, whether, you know, it's a community you know, locally, whether it is about a specific passion that people are in, whether it's, you know, educational or work. And one of my best piece of advice is just, hey, look online to see what people are talking about and seek out those communities, because that's going to give you all of the information that you need. And I think something that you and, you know, your co-hosts have done in particular, that seems to be working really well is, you know, you're very engaged on socials, you're very engaged on various groups on the internet, and you know what is popular and what's also topical. So I think that anybody out there starting a new podcast is like, seek out those channels where you can find what your community is talking about. And that's going to make sure that, you know, your podcast is going to be relevant and it's going to have staying power because uh, you're constantly updating and pivoting as you go. Yeah, it's very important for us to keep with that and have different topics because we don't want to get stale and i think that's but it has to be in our wheelhouse right it has to be something we're still passionate about and know and we're not just covering a topic because it's popular and we have no idea so like we did a whole episode where we shifted to the sneaker culture and talked about that and spent like a whole episode talking about music because kanye's new album drake released his new album so that was a good pivot point and we brought on guest speaker to talk about it because he DJs and he has a lot of experience with music. He has some strong opinions and we're like, Hey, that's a perfect third person for that type of conversation. A lot of knowledge and allows me and Dustin has a lot more knowledge into that too. I'm the one with less knowledge. So we brought in someone that could help boost and keep a great conversation. So we have three different opinions and it allows a great natural conversation to occur because that's one thing I recommended people to don't overplan. That's something that we believe very heavily in for conversations. You have an outline, you have your topics, and you could kind of spitball ideas right before, but don't overwhelm yourself. Be like, I'm going to say this and have a full script because that will make you stutter. That'll make you feel just, and people will catch that kind of, oh, I'm reading from the script or I'm like, you get tense. And we don't want that. And that's what we enjoy because we'll always remind each other there's cues and things that we use. And even if you could sometimes take over the conversation to help someone into the next subject. So for us, that's very important. I think it's for a lot of people starting out, don't be so tough on yourself or be like, I need a script and I need to stick to this, this, and this point. There's times where we forget to cover one or two topics and for us, we're like, dang, that's rough, but the conversation went good. The episode went good. So we're not going to beat ourselves up over it. Yeah. And I think when you're trying new things and or if you're trying sort of a new topic within your show, it's a great way to keep it fresh by inviting a, a guest that is sort of your resident expert on, because it means that, you know, you're not just blabbering, but you can really, you know, during the recording process, actually ask a lot of questions to this guest that you were interested in, things you might know nothing about. So I think when you are moving into a area that's not your expertise, don't be afraid to reach out to guests and get new guests on the show. And in your experience, that can make some of the best episodes and some of the best content and also keeps things really nice and fresh uh, for your audience. So yeah, I love that. 
So as a final question, I'd like to just talk a little bit about your recording process and what kind of uh, you know software and tools you're using to put out episodes. So right now, we, from the beginning, we've been using GarageBand because had some experience with it many, many years ago. And it's simple to use. We're able to adjust some of the settings that we need. But we're definitely looking at different options as we go forward because we do want a little bit more control. We probably need to get like a mini soundboard so we could really eliminate some of the background noise here where we record. The AC is very loud and it picks up even no matter the noise gate. We've tried and tried. So there's a few things, you know, as we go, there's those things that bother us. It's not potentially to the listener. No one really noticed it or really hates it because we talked with friends and they're like no it's fine you did good to control this so we're very open and we also recommend that too if you have friends family have them listen give real feedback so that way you could adjust there's been a few times where we've recorded and we accidentally get too far from the mic or because we're so passionate we're talking with our hands and you can't hear us as clear or sometimes we get too close so it's like finding those balances so that's why we also want to upgrade at some point, but to start, GarageBand has been good to start and allow us to record and upload very easily. Castos makes it super simple. We love the process of, okay, I could just put my description here, episode, upload the media, and then boom, a picture for it. It makes it easy, post to everything that we connected to already. And for us, there's not any issues with that. I just think having the recording software for the next stage of where we want to go, especially with video, that's going to be a little bit more challenging. So that's where we're going to have to take that next level and look at different options. Yeah, it's, you know, podcasting is definitely an iterative process. And, you know, you realize that improve those improvements as you go, and you'll realize like what you still need. So I think that, you know, your show is a really great example of that, how you're, you know, it's always forward. It's trying new things out, getting the new gear as it comes up. And as, you know, your show grows. Um, so have that in mind. I think when you know, you're jumping into a podcast uh, for any of the listeners out there to, uh, you know, you're going to change things and you're going to change and you're going to grow. And that's all just part of the process. So thank you so much for sharing. This has been awesome talking to you. Uh, you can find Joseph's podcast on Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Brews with the Homies is the name of the podcast. I just plug that into a search. You can also connect with Joseph and the rest of the gang on all of the socials. We'll leave that information in the show notes. Uh, but Joseph, thank you so much. Uh, this has been an absolute blast. I learned quite a few things about glassware today, actually, which I didn't know anything about, really. So uh, that was super cool. And uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. It's been a great journey we appreciate you guys and all the support and as like the take-home message with brews of the homies it's all about getting your friends family together and creating those memories and just for podcasts anything you're passionate about just go out there and do it and have fun with it because that's what we did and it's taking us on this journey and we love it and want to keep sharing those memories with everybody so appreciate you guys thank you so much it was great talking with you sam absolutely it was a blast that's it for this time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Castos Creator Series. I'm your host, Sam Cholbowski. Until next time, take care, everyone.